Okay, we are learning Daf Tzadi. We're starting at the bottom of Pei Testament Bay's uh, second wide line. Six or seven lines up. Tanar Abanan. It was taught in Abraisa. So we have someone who already was Mafra Shakar in Pesach, and he's already, holy, he already consecrated it. And now he's registering more additional people on it. So what's he doing? In effect, what he's doing is selling a part of his carbon Pesach. The money which is paid, which he receives from somebody else to become registered on the carbon, the money is not holy. So it's, it's almost like, if it, like the concept is, like even though it's consecrated, somehow he's still the owner of it, which we still have to understand. Somehow he's still the owner of the carbon, and, he, and the money which he receives from somebody else is chulin. It's not holy money. Now that's also a very difficult line because this person designated the money to be for chul, to, to be for the carbon pasach. So when he, it's already holy money, and now he's giving it to you, and suddenly the money is chulin. So how does that work? We'll see in the Gemara. It's going to be a big discussion today. Continues the price with another din. If let's say I have a different carbon, I have a carbon ola, I have a carbon shlamim, so I'm not really the owner of the carbon. I'm not the owner of the carbon. So if I try to sell it to somebody else, he should get kapara. That doesn't work. It's my ola, it's my shlamim, my shame by them. I can't switch it to somebody else. And if I try to sell it to somebody else, then there's a knas, there's a penalty that all the money goes to Nidava, it goes to the Beis HaMikdash, uh, and it's a strange thing, because if the sale didn't go through, the Gemara asked right away, if the sale didn't go through, if I can't not sell my carbon oil or shlamin by definition, they're unsellable, then why is it that when I, when I attempt to sell it, that all the money goes to the Beis HaMikdash? Amarava Kinnas just totally means it's a total Kinnas, because it's like if you're attempting to do the wrong thing, People might say, you know, somehow it's uh, so, is, that it is sellable and that it really belongs to somebody else. So we make it this, this bad sort of kinas on the person for giving the money, for even attempting to do it. Very strange idea. And therefore, all the money goes to the base of Mikdash. My Koshin, what does it mean, any money? Let's say the animal is worth four and he paid five. So even that extra dollar, even that extra money all goes to the base of Mikdash. Not only the value itself of the animal, but if you overpaid for the animal, even the, over, the, 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 the extra amount of money also goes to the base of Mikdash. Okay. So now we got it. So basically, the concept is if you want a, a, a Olo Shlamim that you can't sell it, it's unsellable, you try to sell it, the money goes to the base of Mikdash as a Knas. But what's with the first part? The first part, I have a carbon Pesach belongs to me. Somehow I'm, I'm registering other people on it. I'm still selling it to other people. And the money that I receive is chulin. So the Gemara says, what in the world is going on here? The people in Babel understand what's going on here in this price. This person who consecrated the animal, he was mafish the sheep to be a karma pesach. And we're assuming that the money was already consecrated by somebody else. Meaning Reuven was consecrated an animal, he has a carbon pesach. Shimon designated money to go buy a carbon pesach. So what happens when you designate money to be for a carbon pesach? The money becomes holy. So we have a holy animal owned by Reuven for a carbon pesach. We have a holy money owned by Shimon to be for a carbon pesach. And what happens? Just because Shimon gives Reuven the money, now suddenly the money is chulin. How does that work? How is hektish taking away the sanctity of hektish? It's not like a pidyon or anything going here. We have holy money that's going on for, that's going in, instead of holy, holy, holy meat in the carbon. And we're saying suddenly that makes that the money is considered chulin. How in the world does that work? So there's two basic approaches that we can take here. Either one would satisfy it, but they're both very novel. One is that when you're Maktish Karman Pesach, you're not fully giving it away to the base of Mikdash yet. You're being Maktish and retaining the rights to the animal that you can still sell it to other people. And therefore, what could happen would be is that if he would give you holy money, it would become 
Nitpas, the kedusha would become nitpas, and the money, and the money, and, and the money would be yotze, would be. I'm sorry, the kedusha from the money would be nitpas in the animal, and now the money would be yotze lechul. And that would be one idea, but that's a radical idea. That when I'm makdash of carbon pesach, I'm not fully making it kadosh. I'm not fully giving it away to God yet. I'm still retaining ownership of it. That's a really radical idea. Or we could say perhaps the, just the opposite. Really, what's going on is the animal is fully kadosh. But when someone, from Shimon's perspective, when he's makdash mos, he's not really being making the money holy yet. He's retaining his rights in it to still go and get a carbon Pesach and really to give it as a gift to somebody else. So what's really going on is that someone is giving a gift from his holy animal to somebody else and the money was never really holy to begin with. Those are both good possible ways to explain this, but they're chidushim. The Pashas would be Reuben's Maktish's animal completely and Shimon is fully Maktish's money and there's a swap in some other, in some, in some, some other money we're treating at school and it sounds like a Pella. Either we have to say the animal wasn't fully Kadosh, someone left in his animal itself the right to go sell it, or somebody left in the money that the money wasn't really one. So which one of the two is good? So the Gemara is now going to get very into this with a long-winded discussion. We'll read it quickly and then we'll, the Gemara will analyze it and make us understand it. So we have to kind of have to just like hold on tight here. Amar Abai, Elazar came to Rabbi Oshia Eliyahiv, had Rabbi Oshia not said that a certain Mishnah, a Mishnah in Timura, is talking about where someone registered a Zona for his Pesach, and we're going like Rabbi, if he had not done that, I would have said the Mishnah in Timura is talking about Kachim Kalim, that you paid the Zona with a carbon of Kachim Kalim, basically, basically, we're going to have a Mishnah in Timura, the Gemara is going to quote, where somebody is paying a harlot her fee with a carbon. And the, that we're going to see that there's a pasuk which is mamayit that that carbon that that was paid to the zona you paid her with a carbon. Normally you pay a zona with a regular animal. The Torah says she can't bring it as a carbon. That's a law in the Torah. And the Mishnah Torah is talking about someone paid a zona with a carbon, and we say that carbon doesn't have the din of esdan zona. Why? Because we're going to learn from a pasuk. We're going to be like, why do I need a pasuk? Of course it's not mine. How do I pay her with Hashem's with Hashem's thing? If I was already a carbon, of course it's not an esdan zona. What does it mean I'm paying? So there's two possible solutions. Says that it's talking about a carbon pasach, and we're going here like Rebbe that you're never really makdash the carbon pasach fully. When someone's makdash the carbon pasach, they leave over the etzim kedusha to give to other people, and that's the case that someone registered the zona on it, so it was, it was still their animal. And, and what he's saying, Abai is saying, is I never would have said that. I didn't realize that there's such a concept of leaving over in the carbon pasach for yourself. I would have said the pshat in the Mishnah in Timura is that we're going like Rabbi Yosef Lili. That kachim kalim, like an ola nishlamim, is still your money. It's still considered yours. It's not your property. It's not considered Hashem's fully until you actually bring it to the base of Mekdash. I would have said that when you make a carbon pesach, you don't retain the animal as your personal thing. There's no such concept that it's your personal animal. But But when a person designates money, there I could understand that he's still living it, leaving it for himself to make karki When he first sets the money aside, it, that was his intent. That when he set it aside, that he's not fully being mocked as shit. He's going to be able to give the money to somebody else as a, as a, as, 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 and so that the person will give him in a, to like kind of like I guess incentivize the person to give him a gift of his carbon pesach. So now what's going on? So Abai now explains what what in the world is the case here. Baha Rebbe, this brisa that we just looked at, where Reuven was makdish his animal carbon pesach and Shimon was makdish his money to go buy a carbon pesach. Shimon gives Reuven the money and the money is chulin. It's, it's going. Rebbe is saying mishum hachimal should be other chulin. The reason why the money is chulin to be pesach lamishari inish. It's not the shot. 
not, it's not the radical approach, number one, that the consecration of the carbon Pesach and the animal from Reuven was not full. Really, Reuven was fully Makdish's animal. But the Nakuda was, Bimo's father Shaimashayanish. Shimon did not really Makdish fully the sanctity of the money. It's not Pshad he designated fully to be holy at this point, and now suddenly he's giving it to Reuven and it becomes Kulin. The Pshad is Shimon, when he was designated for the money, he retained his rights in the money. He didn't fully consecrate it. And that's why when he incentivizes, but what's going on is that he's, he's giving the money that is Hulin to, to Ruvain. And Ruvain is giving him a gift from his, from his carbon Pesach. He's not, he's not registering him, uh, in it. There's no, there's no shear in the Kedusha of the carbon. He's simply giving a gift from the meat that he has in the Kedusha to, to Shema. That's what he would, would have said. And that Mishnah, which Rabosia said was like Rebbe, I would never would have said it's like Rebbe. Because if you're paying a harlot with the carbon, that means it's, it's not just you're giving her an, a gift. You're like exchanging. You're saying, because she did the beer with me, therefore, in exchange, I give you the right in the animal. So that can only be if you retain rights in the animal itself. I would have said that can't be like Rebbe. The we, there's no idea that the, you limited the Kedusha of the carbon Pesach itself. There's no such aside. You could say that in the money, but you can't say that in the animal itself. Again, one of the two ideas of radical ideas here is present in the Brisa. If the Brisa has Reuven Yemaktish a carbon and Shimon designating money, Shimon gives money to Reuven and now the money is Hulin, one of the two things has to be true. Either a radical idea that the carbon Pesach itself was never fully Kadosh, you consecrated it, retaining the rights to go ahead and sell it and exchange it and so on and so forth. That would exchange the case with the harlot. But that's really radical. And Abai is saying, I never would have said such an extreme thing. In the Vada, Reuven is fully Makdash's carbon. The point why the money is Hulin is because Shimon didn't fully consecrate his money. So he's just going to, the money is really still viewed as Hulin. He's incentivizing Reuven, gives him money to Hulin, and he's incentivizing Reuven to give him as a gift, not as an exchange, not to sell, but to give him as a gift some of his Kachim. Some of his kachim meat. And I, what am I going to do with the Mishnah and Tamura? I would have said that the Mishnah and Tamura is something else. The Mishnah and Tamura is going like Rabbi Yosef Lili, that all kachim kalim is mum and bailim. The ha, but in our brai, a lake look like Rabbi Yosef. You can't say that the pshat and the brai says Rabbi Yosef, that the reason you could sell your carbon pasach is simply because kachim kalim, mum and bailim. because the brai says, by us, the brai said, I could exchange my pasach, right? But still, the halach is if I sell my ola and my shlam and my loss of a loklum. So clearly, we're not going like Rabbi Yosiak Lili. We're not going like Rabbi Yosiak Lili. And yet, it still says in the Brisa that I could, that, that, that I have my carbon pasach. I register people on it after it's kadosh. And the money that I receive is hulin. It's not pshat, we're going like Rabbi Yosiak Lili. Where it's a different idea of Rabbi. What's the idea? That you weren't fully consecrating it from the outset. So I would have said it means not that the animal is not fully consecrated, but that Shimon never fully consecrated his animal and he's incentivizing Ruven to give him a gift of his kachim. Now Abai concludes what he's saying. But did he did say what I didn't want him to say. He said that the Mishnah Tzibur is talking about that someone registered the zona on his carbon and it's going like Rebbe. Shmami, no, we see that Rebbe held that the pshat here in Rebbe is feel like more of the radical idea that the pshat here why the money is chulin is because Reuven was never fully mocked his animal. He always retained rights to it. It was always considered his asset, his personal thing. The hectish was limited, and that's why he could make an exchange. He could sell. He could be mamana. So on and so forth. So now the Gemara gets into what is this Mishnah and Timur? And it would have been between me and you a lot more helpful how the Gemara brought this first. We're really working backwards here. So now I think we'll understand it better when we see what the Gemara brings. My Hidra What is this Raboshia business? The Tana says in the Mishnah and Timur, he sleeps with the Zona, and the fee, when he pays her, he pays her with a Something of hektish. He pays her with a carbon. There's no Isra to bring it on the Mizbech, meaning there's no Isra of Esnan Zona when you paid her with a carbon. 
It's not there with a regular animal. What's the din? She can't use that animal as a carbon. But if I pair her with a carbon, it's not chalan at the shame esnan zona. And if he gives her birds, are you Birds, unconsecrated birds, it's chalan them they serve esnan zona. Now, Shahibadin, you would have said, logically, if you're talking about a carbon where there's a psul of mum, the ratio said there's no din of esnan on a carbon. So, birds in general, which have less sanctity, they don't become disqualified by, by mumin, right? That's the big halacha. There's no mumin that apostles by birds. So certainly you would say that Esdan and Mechir should not be chal on them because they have even, you know, like less, less, less value to them. They don't even become disqualified by blemishes. So Lachari, they shouldn't become disqualified by Esdan Zona. Ma carbonos, which are, which are apostle bimum, don't become disqualified by Esdan Zona. So Ophos, which are not disqualified by mumin, certainly should not become disqualified by Esdan Zona. The apostle by Esdan Zona says that it's also for any vow. The rabbis of Ophos said even birds have an Isra of Esnan Zona. Okay. So if we're saying if I give her an unconsecrated bird, she can't bring it as a carbon. So now let's work backwards. So Kavachomer, there should be an Isra of Esnan Zona if I gave her a carbon itself. Because Ma Ophos, if birds, in a man. Blemishes, do not disqualify bird. Steal Esnan Mechir, Chalim, the soul of Esnan Mechir is Chal. So Mechashim, so by Karbanosh, Amun Posebahem. A blemish does possible a carbon. Eno Din, Shazan Mechir, Chalim. So certainly you would expect Esnan Mechir should be Chal on, 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 on a carbon. So now we're saying the Havamina is, we explain me din kavachomer, that if you give an, uh, an esnan a carbon, you would expect that for sure there's apostles of esnan zona. How do we know not? For any vowed item, this is something which is already vowed. So basically we're saying in the Mishnah and Tumur, there's exeris akosif, something that's not as svar. It's exeris akosif, that if you give a, a, a carbon to an esnan in exchange for, for, for her services, it's not chalan at the isra, the shame, the apostles of esnan zona. Exeris akosif, without the pasuk, you would have said it is. And we're saying, because Hashem said the whole Therefore, it's not. So the kasha was on that Mishnah. Ella, time of the kasha on Ned. It sounds like it's only because of the Pasuk said Neder, which excluded a carbon. I would have said if you gave her a carbon, the Isser, the Pasuk of Esnan is Chal. How could that be? How could I ask for something which doesn't belong to me? Meaning, once it's already Kadosh, who does it belong to? It belongs to the Isser. Not to me. It belongs to Hashem. So of course I can't make it the Zona's payment. What does it mean to make it the Zona's payment? It means I'm exchanging it for her services. If I'm not the owner, I, of course I can't do that. So how, what, why do I need a Pasuk? What do I need a Pasuk? Again, the Pasuk is saying, the Mishnah and Tamura is saying, that we learn from the Pasuk that if I give a carbon to a Zona, it's not Chal, the, Esna, the, the Psul of Esnan Zona. Why would I have thought that it is? It's, I'm not a Baal. I'm not a Baalist. I have no ownership on it at that point. So there would have been two answers. Either we could say it's Kachon Kalam Ali, but Aglili, or, but that's not what Raboshia said. We're talking about the one wacky carbon. We're talking about a carbon Pesach. We're going like Rebbe. Rebbe has this radical idea that no one's fully mocked the carbon Pesach. When a bilim, it's something anomalous, we'll see it comes from a Pesach. When you are mocked the carbon Pesach, you retain rights to go sell and register other people on it and use that money as yours. There are specific rights that you always retain in the carbon Pesach, and that's the case. You, that, that you were still the Bilem, you exchange it for her services. And ra- my Rebbe, what is this Rebbe? This is the Tanya, the Gemara now elaborates where this comes from. The household was too small from a lamb, then you registers other people. So, 
We make a drasha as follows. If you can't afford all the things you need for the lamb, meaning you can't afford, let's say, wood to go roast the lamb, you can't afford a fork to go eat the lamb, whatever it is, you don't have enough money. To, you have the lamb, but you don't have enough money. It's a drasha. You don't have enough of your personal assets to go eat the carbon pesa. So what do you do? Then you sustain the lamb from the lamb. What does it mean, sustain the lamb from the lamb? It means go sell more portions to other people. You'll get the money, it will be chulin, and then you'll take the money and you'll buy plates and wood and everything you need to roast the carbon Pesach. However, this is only, you can only sell it for things that you need for eating lamb. Not for things that you need for random other purchases. Whereas Rebbe Omer, not true. The Xeris HaKasif is saying you could even buy whatever you want. If you don't have enough money for your personal stuff, you simply register other people on the carbon. All the money that comes to your possession is chulin. Why? And now we finally get the absolute concept. It's a, it's a wacky idea that Klal Yisrael is not maktish the carbon Pesach fully. They conditionally consecrate it on condition that they're still the owner and that they are giving it to God, but not fully. As an asset, it still belongs to them. I have the right to then go sell the meat and make money off it. It will, it will become like a pidyon. And even if the money was already covered, Shimon was maktish his money. It will become redeemed. The money will become chulin and Shimon will become the owner of the meat. Now, first, the Gemara just speaks out of Machlokas exactly about what the terms of the Machlokas are. If I need wood to roast the carbon Pesach, everybody agrees that you're allowed to sell portions of the carbon Pesach to get money for that. Keep it to the content of the Pesach. This is to fix the Pesach. the Pesach tell me? That's like the carbon Pesach itself. Everybody agrees that you could do that, that you could sell portions in the meat to get wood. Keep Ligi. Where is Rabbi and the Rabbana arguing about Matzo Mar? If you need Matzo Mar, that's not the Pesach. That's just eating with the Pesach. That's a different act of eating. So you can't do that. Meaning you're not the owner in the Pesach to go make money to buy matzah. For Rebbe Savar, and Rebbe said more, even the share the Pesach, Gufa the Pesach. Since it makes the Pesach fit for eating, it's like the Pesach. According to this approach, even Rebbe doesn't hold your full owner to do whatever you want. You're only a full owner to go make money for the needs of the Pesach that aren't the Pesach itself, like Matzah Omar. That's not like what we want. We want a further idea, the more extreme idea. V'chad Omar, we go like this opinion. If I need money to buy Matzah Omar, also know everybody agrees that you're able to still sell portions of the Pesach. You have to eat the carbon Pesach with Matzamar. Since they are Machshirin, they, 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 they are accepted, like they come together with the carbon Pesach, they facilitate the carbon Pesach. They're part of the Pesach. Where is the disagreement? You want to buy a new shirt, you want to buy a new coat, random needs that you have. Hashem only said that you're the owner, that you could sell it and make money for the needs of the carbon Pesach. That's Xerus Akasim. But if you want to sell to make, um, personal money to go buy a new suit. You can't do that. Whereas Rebbe Savar, and this is what we want, you sustain yourself from the land. Meaning you're totally still the owner. You can exchange it for whatever you want. The monies are always cooling and you could go buy anything. So this is the Rebbe that we want. According to Rebbe, that you're really the owner on the Karpesach after your Maktashit, it comes from the Xeris HaKasuf, but the understanding is, the understanding is, is that we never consecrated it fully. So if you exchange it, if, if you paid the harlot, you, you registered her for her services, so you would have said, is there Asanis because you're completely the owner. You have the ability to do that. Says the Torah, Xeris HaKosov, that it's not Chal. That's what Reb Oishia did. However, Abaye came along and said he would not have expected that to be the answer. That's too radical of an idea that Rebbe holds the carbon Pesach itself is not Kadosh. Abaye said, had Reb Oishia not said that in Temura, that the case in Temura is that you were Manazon HaPesachov for Rebbe and were going like Rebbe, we would have said a different answer. The case was you paid a zona with any Kachim Kalim, we're going 
going like Rabbi Yisrael that any kachim kalim is still retained, it's still the property of the owner. And the reason is because kachim kalim, the meat is eaten by the owner afterwards. Like a shlam and matoda, it's eaten by the meat. The meat's eaten by an owner. So therefore, you would say it's not fully Hashem's until you actually bring the carbon. Only the imurim are Hashem's, but the etzim carbon is still yours. But there's no idea that you limit the etzim kedusha the animal. It's not pshat that you retain the animal as your personal property. That's what we would have said. The only pshat in the art by us and Rebbe is that the money of Shimon was not fully kaddish. When he gives it to Reuven, he's just incentivizing him not to exchange it, but to just to give him a portion of the carbon. But, but he would never have said that Reuven retained any rights of ownership in the animal itself. So the Gemara says, how could we have said that? Here Rebbe says in the Brisa, So it sounds like this, it is this radical idea that Raboshia is saying that people aren't maktish fully the carbon Pesach. So the Gemara says, I have to add in one word. The condition is not in the animal. The condition is in Shimon who's designating his money. Shimon doesn't fully designate his money and give it Kedusha of carbon Pesach. That we say, oh, where'd the Kedusha go? Shimon never consecrated the money. Shimon just set aside money that he would go incentivize Ruvain to give him some of the meat of Kachim. But he was never making the money Kadosh and then going ahead and redeeming it on some of the meat of Ruvain. So in conclusion, if you don't mind, this is, I find this a, very, a lot of different things. Let's make a short sequel of what in the world happened here. What in the world happened here is that we have a tough price. We have a tough price. Ruvain was Maktish's carbon. Shimon was Pashtus, Maktish's Ma'os to go buy a carbon Pesach. Shimon pays Ruvain with the money. Suddenly the money becomes Hulin. Ruvain can use it for whatever he wants. Extremely difficult price. Because how did the Kedusha, where did it go? The money on the, the Kedusha on the money, the, the, the Kedusha was already on the, on the animal. There's, there's, no, there's no ability to swap. It's Kaddish and Kaddish. How does the money become Chulin? There's two ways to answer the question. Rabbi Oshi understands we're going like Rebbe. And that there's this fundamental idea that comes from the Xeris HaKasif. Miyosmi said that people aren't fully maktish the carbon Pasach. They're still the Baalim of the carbon Pasach. And, and, and even if normally you hold Kachim Kalman, love Maman Baalim. Even if normally hold that, which this price holds. Our original price holds, you can't sell an old Islam. Clearly we don't hold like Rabbi Saglili. But there's a new din, a new idea that you're never fully maktish the carbon Pasach. The Torah says that you retain your status of an owner. You can sell it and make proceeds and use it for whatever you would like. Not only Matzo Mar, but if you want to buy a new suit, you can use it for your new suit as well. Therefore, even though Shim was Makdish's money, but the animal is like it's still Hulin. So therefore, Shimon pays the Kaddish money to Ruvain. It becomes, de- it becomes like deconsecrated. He becomes now the owner of the meat. Givaldic. Now Ruvain uses the money and buys a new suit. That is Reb Oshia's very extreme idea. Avai is saying, tone it down. There's no such idea. There's no such idea that in the hectic of the animal itself, you retain rights. Avada Ruvain was Makdish the carbon completely. The idea is something much simpler. Shimon was never Makdish's money. He designated the money to go incentivize someone to give him meat from the carbon Pasach, but he was never Makdish the money. So Shimon just is giving ma'os that are chulin to Ruvain, and Ruvain is taking his animal, the animal's kaldosh. Avadi's not the owner to make an exchange, but he's just taking some of his, of, of the meat, which is which is kaldosh, and, 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 and saying that it's for, saying that it's for Shimon. But not that they're making a swap or an exchange. The big nafkamina is this Mishnah in Temur. The Mishnah in Temur says, there's a havamina if you pay an esnan with your carbon, there's a havamina that it becomes disqualified, esnan zona. Without a pasuk of lechon neder, we would have said that there's a psal of esnan zona. How does that make sense? Now you're not the owner. Why would I have thought that you could? According to Ravoshia, he can answer, we're talking about a carbon Pesach and you're swapping, you're swapping your carbon Pesach in exchange for the zone of services because we're going like Rebbe, that you are still the owner of the carbon. Abai is appalled by such a thing. Abai says, Nishtaz Azach, there's no idea that you're still the owner of the carbon Pesach. There's a different idea I would have said that that, 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 that Mishnah and Timur was going like Rebbe Saglili, that Mamon, that Kachim Kalam in general is Mamon Bailim. According to Rebbe, mm-hmm. 
It's a good question. I, I, I'm not, I was I'm bothered by that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure in, 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 in this approach of Raboshia how the carbon Pesach ever becomes fully Kaddish. Meaning the whole point is, I'm a Naski and Hikdishu that, that I'm still mine and still Hulun that I could accept other things. So what transforms it actually now to become a Hektish? Is it simply like at the last moment we go to the Azara then? Or is it something more like you're saying? That when, whenever I accept money that is Kaddish, that's Kedusha's Pesach, that's what's Chal the Chalos on the animal. I'm not sure. I don't know when the... It, definitely when I go and mock it, it better be fully college conditions that go for the carbon. I can't be the owner. I got to give it to God. I'm not sure when the moment of transition happens. I'm not so clear about it. Okay, Zok the Mishnah. We have a Zav. We saw two, two, two scenes. So he has to wait a seven days before, before, before he starts. So Shokhan Lavashvi, you could check for him on the seventh day. Why? You can't eat Kachim now. But tonight, he will be able to. So since by tonight he'll be able to, we could check the Karm Pesach for him. Rosh Shalosh, if he saw three, which means that he has to also bring Karbonos on the eighth day. So then Shokhan Lavashvi, he could only check for him if it's the eighth day, even if he hasn't brought the Karbonos, because since he could bring the Karbonos and become Tar by night, you could check the Karm Pesach for him right now. Shemar Sam Kanegad Yoma, woman during her 11 days of the regular time of the month. So remember, if she sees one or two days, she counts one clean day and she's good. She sees three, three, three days in a row, she's a Zava, she has to see seven clean days and then on the eighth day bring Karbanos. So if she's married, the second day is our Pesach, you shecht for her because she'll be able to eat by nightfall. If she saw two days, on the third day, which she'll become fit, by nightfall, you could check for her. But if she saw three days in a row, and now she's a Zava, so then she has a week, and then on the eighth day, bring Karbanos. So you can only check the Karbanos for her on the eighth day before she brought her Karbanos, but, 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 um, but not before that because she won't be eligible. Says Rav, you could check the carbon pasach for its full yom and for someone who is mechusar kipurim, meaning someone already went to the mikvah, they're just waiting for nightfall to become fully tahar, or it's someone who's, who's a very weak tamah, like after, on their eighth day of tamah, where they just have to bring their karbanos, they just have to bring their karbanos. These are people who are pretty much considered tahar, just technically they need a few more things till it's fully passed. You could check the carbon pasach on them because they're in a matziv that they're basically tahar because they're going to become tahar by the night. However, in if someone touched a dead rodent and they haven't yet gone to the mikvah, you cannot check the carbon pesach on them. Even though they could go to the mikvah and be tar by night, but at this point, they're still very tame, then they cannot. That's Rav's opinion. We'll analyze what's the difference. What's the difference if I went to the mikvah and become tar by night or if I just haven't gone to the mikvah yet? Either way, I have the ability, I have the capability of being tar by tonight. So the Gemara will talk about that. But Ula Amar says Ula, no. You could even shaft the carbon pesach and throw the blood for some reason before he went to the mikvah. Because even though he didn't go to the mikvah yet, he could go to the mikvah today and be tar by nightfall. Says the Gemara, what's going on here? Why, why, why is it okay if I already went to the mikvah and I'm going to become tar by night? Because I'll become fit tonight, even though I'm still tummy now. But by nightfall, I'll be good. So even if I didn't go to the mikvah, I could go to the mikvah and be tar by night. So what's the difference? So it didn't go to the mikvah yet. The point should be, am I capable of eating the Karm Pesach tonight? Says the Gemara, it's like a Durabonah. Why? Because he didn't go to the mikvah. So since right now he didn't yet go to the mikvah, so what are we saying? That right now, Lamaisa, he's not someone who's fit to eat by tonight. What says the Gemara? Even if he did go to the mikvah, he's, he's a Tvul Yom, but he still has to wait for the sun to set. Either way, you can't eat it now. The point is the potential to eat tonight. So the Gemara says, Shimshom Arva. The sun is going to set automatically. So you're not missing anything when you're a Tvul Yom. So Mashiach and Tvila, you have to positively go to the mikvah. So therefore, we do not, we do not shafar at Tvulyom. Says the Gemara, what's the point? The, the chilik is if you have to do something or if it's automatic. Mechosa Kippur Nami, if you're an eighth 
but you have to go bring your carbonos. You didn't go positively bring your carbonos. So if Rav's saying that on a machos kipurim, you could be sheikh of because you could bring carbonos, so we should say that someone who's Tommy Sharitz also, even before he went to the mikvah, he should be able to be sheikh of because he could go to the mikvah. What's the difference? Says the Gemara Shekino Miyata. The case is that he already had the birds, meaning it's not like a distant potential that he could go bring carbonos. He's holding the birds in his hands, he's ready to bring them. It just. He, he hasn't brought them yet, and we're saying you could be sheikh, you could be sheikh of Azurik the Karma Pasach because of the potential from doing the Karbanos. Says the Gemara, Mikvah Nami, Tami Sharis Nami, or Mikvah Lafanov, the Mikvah is right in front of him. Meaning, ultimately, what are we saying? We're splitting hairs here. What's the difference? I could go to the Mikvah, you're saying that's not good enough, but I could bring Karbanos, that is good enough. What's the difference? Says the Gemara, Doma Pasha, we're scared you're not going to go to the Mikvah. Even if the Mikvah's there, maybe you'll get locked out of the Mikvah. Maybe the Mikvah is no good, maybe you'll be, you'll be lazy. Whatever reason, you might not go. Says the Gemara, Same thing, you might not end up bringing your Karban. Says the Gemara, you go into Mitzurino the basin. Rav's talking about a case that you already gave over the, the birds to the court. What is the court? The court means the basin. The basin, I'm sorry, the, 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 means the Kohanim. The Kohanim had a special court that oversaw all the activities of Karbanos. It was an amazing system. And they were so perfect. They were, the Kohanim were so scrupulous to make sure everything was perfect. We have a like an assumption about the Kohanim. They will never leave the base of Mikdash at the end of the day, unless all the money in the boxes that was designated for Karbanos was already used up. So meaning every person who wanted to bring a carbon for sure it happened. We can trust one people, we can trust the Kohanim. The Kohanim do their job really well. So if, as long as the person came to the base of Mikdash with the money to buy, to bring their Karbanos on, on their eighth day, there's no possibility the Karbanos are not going to be brought. That's why Mechusar Kippurim on the eighth day, we're very happy to shaft the Karbanos for them because they're certainly going be tar by nightfall. Mashiach and Tommy Sheretz, before he went to the mikvah, eh, we're not so trusting he's actually going to go to the mikvah. So it comes out that this distinction Rav's making is all about how much you trust someone to get the job done. That's a svara midrabbana. That means really essentially a Tommy Sheretz before he went to the mikvah is good to shaft the karma pesach because he couldn't go to the mikvah. We just don't do it because we're scared he's not going to go. That's what we're saying in Rav. But says the Gemara, we learned way back on Daf Peyom at Aleph, where there was a situation where Klai Yisrael was half Tameh and half Tar, and we wanted to tilt the scale. What did Rav say we do? Rav, Rav it comes out, we're saying, in our case, someone who is Tameh Sharetz really is Midaraisa fit for, to bring the Karma One who do Gaza, it was only Dinzer Rabbanu, he might not go to the Mikvah. Alama Rav, what did Rav say back on Daf Peyom? That if it was half Tameh, half Tar, and we had to tilt the scale, so we were Tameh one guy with a dead Sharetz, so that with the, most of Klai Yisrael was Tameh. But that's not called Tommy. It's only called to have Tommy, Tommy in a way that you're pushed away from the carbon Pesach. But if we're saying now that Midorais, a carbon, someone who's Mitami Sharetz, is still fit to bring the carbon Pesach, so being Mitami, one guy Bisharetz, doesn't do anything if you could still the Shech the carbon Pesach for him. So we see on Daf Pei that Rav must hold that someone who's Mitami, Tommy Sharetz, before he went to the mikvah, is Midorais not fit to, carb, to bring the carbon Pesach. Our explanation was just that we were scared he's not going to go to the mikvah. That's not going to cut it. So the Gemara concedes the point that we missed the reason why Rav says you can't be Sheikh of Zerkar or Tommy Sharetz. It's not because we're, we're scared with Darbunna, he won't go to the mikvah. It must be something more fundamental that on a Daraisa level he can't bring the carbon. Why? What's Pshat? The Pasuk by Pasuk Shani says, anyone who's Tami L'Nefesh is pushed away. So what does it mean to be Tami L'Nefesh? It can even be if it's on your seventh day, it's on your last day. It just says anyone who's Tami, who's tami Nes is pushed away. What if it was his last day of Tumah? That's the equivalent of Tumah Sheretz. It's equivalent in the sense that he could be Tahar by nightfall. And the Torah still says, the Torah says he's pushed away to Pasuk Shani. 
So meaning we see it's like Zera Sakasa, even if it's your last day of, of, of Thomas Mace, or the equivalent of Tamei Sharet, where you could go to the Mikvah and Bitar by nightfall, you are still pushed away. Why are you so confident that's what the Pasuk is talking about? Maybe the Pasuk is only talking about someone who's in his first six days of Tamei Mace. The people who came to Bapasashini were Tamei Mace. They were Matame for a Mace, Mitzvah, and it was their seventh day and it was Erev Pesach. And what's the source that it was the seventh day for Erev Pesach? They told Moshe they weren't able to do the carbon Pesach on that day. What does it mean on that day? It was only because it was Erev Pesach was that day they couldn't do it. Had it been one more day, they would have been able to. That means that it was their last day of Tumah. If it would have been within the first six days of Tumah, it wouldn't have been by Yomahu. Must be it was the seventh day of Tumah. If it would have been one more day, they would have been Tahar. And the Torah still says, we pushed them away. So we see that Midaraisa, the Torah is saying by Yomahu, even though it's, even though, even though it's your last day, the Torah is still pushing you off until Pesach Shani. So we learn from there that the same thing is true for Tamei Sheretz. Even though by Nightfall. You could be good. You could go to the mikvah and you'd be good. The Torah is still saying you're pushed away. Now, we have to learn something so fundamental. So, wait a second. It's Xerus HaKasa that even though you're fit by tonight, you're pushed away. Right? So, that's why Rav says, Midoraisa now, Dindoraisa, that Atami Sharetz does Pesach Shein. But if you went to the mikvah and you're only a full Yom, what did the Mishnah say? And Rav agrees, we could be Shoyach Vazoki. How do we know? What's the distinction? The Torah says, by what's the difference? Zok we have to say that the Xerus HaKasa is saying, only if you're very Tame. Even though you could be tar by going to the mikvah, but Lamai said, now you're very tummy, we push you away. But if you already went to the mikvah, it's a shvach or a tumah, there were more mekel. Or let's say, Machotzi Kippur, man, it's very shvach, we don't push you away. So Frechtais is such a bomb kasha. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu tell these people to go bring Pesach Sheini? He should have told them to go to the mikvah. So Frechtais is Moshe was only telling them, if you don't go to the mikvah, you push away to Pesach Sheini. So it's a pella. Why didn't they just go to the mikvah then? Maybe they did. Moshe was just telling them the din. The din of a tummy sheretz is, Akama, you don't go to the mikvah. Then you're going to be you're pushed to Pesach Sheni. But if let's say you went to the mikvah before they bring the carbon and you're good. True, but that wasn't the people. Moshe's responding to the people. Moshe says, Ah, Shrei Gavad, let me go speak to the Abish. The Abish was Machadi Pesach Sheni. Moshe should have told them, Go to the mikvah. Zog the Mishnah, Zog the Mart. Now we learned in a Mishnah. What did the Mishnah say? Zog the Mishnah. We shakt on the seventh day. My love, the Lotaval. Isn't it before he went to the mikvah? We see not like Rav. The Mishnah is talking about that he already went to the mikvah. Says the Gemara, Why is it such a novelty? It's obvious that if you already went to the mikvah, you shakt for him. Says the Gemara, no. He's still missing Harav Shemesh. He's not totally tar. We're telling you, it's going to set automatically. So he's not missing anything. He's considered tar. It's logical that he already went to the mikvah. Mikdan, he saved for the end of the Mishnah said, if he saw three Rosh Hashvini, then you can only shakt on the eighth day. Yeah, If you say that Azav we saw two times, you could shakt for him on the seventh day, the Tavl is only talking about someone who went to the mikvah. Then Itzrich, then it's a Chiddush that the Mishnah's second point that you could shakt for the guy on the eighth day who needs to bring his Karbanas. I would have thought to say, maybe you only saw the guy who saw two times that you could say on the seventh day you could check that makes sense he's not Machos or Maisa he already went to the mikvah he's just waiting for nightfall there you could check but regards to someone who saw three and now he's on the eighth day the Machos or Maisa he's missing his Maisa bringing Karbanos Machos or Kaparlo I would say you can't bring the Karbanos for him because he still is missing something so if I only had the Reisha I would say there it's okay because he's not missing anything he already went to the mikvah on the eighth day guy where he has to bring his Karbanos maybe you're not Shechta for him so the second part of the mission says no even though he's Machos or Kaparlo since his 
tumah is so shvach and he has the carbon in his hand and we trust that he's going to do it. Or Shulch Bazarik, even though right now he hasn't brought his carbonus. That's why the Mishnah and the Sefer is telling me more than the Reisha. The Reisha was talking about only that he had already gone to the mikvah. If he hadn't gone to the mikvah, Taka, we'd push him away. So the Reisha was already went to the mikvah and the Sefer, and the Sefer is telling me even though he still has to bring his carbonus on the eighth day, you could be Shulch Bazarik. If you say that the case on the seventh day is talking about a guy who has not gone to the mikvah, like Ula, not like Rav, and we say, assume not like Rav, and we say that you could be Shaykh Vazar Kadal Tami Sharitz even before he went to the mikvah. So then, what's the greater novelty of the Seifa? What's the novelty of the person who saw it three times? That on the eighth day you could shulch vizarik for them. Hashda yishlomer. Now that the Mishnah said in the Reisha, Rosh Shevis Mishviyid the Lotava. That if it's the seventh day for someone who saw it two times, even before he went to the mikvah, Tami Ma'aliyu, he's very strongly Tami. Still shulch vizarik and no love you shulch vizarik for him. So Rosh Losh Vashvini, someone who saw three, and it's his eighth day. The Tava Lo Vashvi, he's already gone to the mikvah on the seventh day. The Klisha Tumas Tumas very shvach. He just has to bring his carbonos of the eighth day. Lo Koshikin the shulch vizarik in Allah. Certainly you could be shulch vizarik for him. The Mishnah doesn't have to tell you that. That the case in the Rasha was only after he went to the mikvah. This did, where he where he saw two times that Yishev him on the seventh day. Did Tava was only talking about something he already went to the mikvah. So now we're coming out mamish to the contrary that the mission is meduig like Rav that the, the case of the Rasha was only that he went to the mikvah. Because if not, what's the bigger chiddush of the safe? So the Gemara says back just to defend Ula. No, lo 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 Tava. I could tell you that the Mishnah's first part is talking about someone who didn't go to the mikvah. The Itzrich, the second case was necessary. Saldach, I mean, you would have thought to say. Maybe you can only shock on the seventh day. To be yado there it's be yado. Maybe you didn't go to the mikvah, but at least you're, it's up to you to find the mikvah. Avu bashmini for the eighth day, didn't be yado carbon. You you have to rely on the kohanim. It's not up to you. Maybe we should say that the kohanim will be negligent and not bring the carbon. It tells like Rashmaya that based in our never, based in our never lazy, so everything is good. Says the Gemara a little bit weiter. We said the Zava, we shaft the Kambesak on the eighth day. Tanakami to Rav Adrava. There was a Brisa that was said in front of Rav Adrava. Hazava for Zava Shalom Ashvishala. We could shaft for her on the seventh day. Amalei, Zava Ashvishala Michazia. Is there a Zava who's fit on her seventh day? There's no such thing. A Zava has to bring Karbanos on the eighth day. So the Brisa makes no sense. To shaft for her on the seventh day, she's not, she's not fit to eat by nightfall. Even like the lenient opinion that you could shaft for someone before he went to the mikvah when he's Tommy Sharetz. I don't mean to the Lord. So that's only because. By nightfall, he'll be good. But the Zava, she has to wait seven clean days and bring carbon on the eighth day. She's no good. She has to, she's not going to be tired until the eighth day. Of course, you can't check for the seventh day. So the Gemara says, You're right. We're Magia the Gears. That means you could check for her on the eighth day. Says the Gemara, Of course, the eighth day is good. Who said we could trust the Kaunim are actually going to follow through? That was the nature of the Chiddush of the price. Ravina Amar different Chiddush Nida Tarakame. It was taught about a Nida, a Nida Shochan Labashvi, because a Nida doesn't have to bring Karbanos on the eighth day. So Amale Nida Bashvi Michaza, but that's a problem. A Nida, you can't on her, on her seventh day. Remember, a Nida is when she sees in her regular time. She's tummy for a week. She has to go to the mikvah when after the week is over. So you can't bring for her because I feel Even according to Ula, that you before she goes to the mikvah. That's only Chazal Orta because she's fit by the nightfall because she could go to the mikvah during the. You, the, the person goes to the mikvah during the day and they're automatically tired by nightfall. Nida, the or to the tavla. And Nida can't first go until when? 
after the seventh day. That means when is her Har Shemesh over? After the eighth day. So therefore, she's not going to be able to eat until after the eighth day. It doesn't work. So the Mar says, you're right. The Brisa was saying that Nida, you can only bring for her on the eighth day, not the seventh day. Because Nida only goes to the mikvah first after the seventh day, after nightfall. Therefore, she, her Har Shemesh won't be done until after nightfall of the eighth day. Says the Gemara Pshita. You can be shocked with the Shmini. Nida the Lomilser Kapar. All she has to do is go to the mikvah. She doesn't need Karbanos. You can be shocked with Zark for her on the eighth day, of course. Says the Gemara. The novelty is that itself that she can only go to the mikvah after the seventh day. Nida Israchale. How Kamashman is telling you, Bashmini in. On the eighth day, she brings the Pesach. Bashvila. On the seventh day, she does not. Because she cannot go to the mikvah until after the seventh day. That itself is the novelty. Then Nida has to wait until after the seventh day. Because Tanya. All those chayv and tefillah. When the seventh day is Yom Kippur, they go to the mikvah on Yom Kippur because they have to be tovel during the day. But nida, nida are someone who gave birth that falls when they've given birth and it falls on Yom Kippur by night. So they only immerse on the night of Yom Kippur. And why is that? Because their din is specifically to go to the mikvah um, after nightfall. You would think a nida should go to the mikvah on the end of the seventh day. For the full seven days, she remains a nida. She can only go to the mikvah and the, after the night, once the night begins. Women who gave birth is like a nida, so in that way. Since they can only go to the mikvah after nightfall, and the Harashemis won't be over until after the eighth day, that's the point the bride was making. You can only be Sheikh Vizarik for them on the on the on their eighth day, but not on their seventh day.